I am not Emily Holm McGee. I don't even play her on TV. She texted last night to say she had no voice and later to say, not only do I not have any voice, I am sick and cannot be here. You know she's sick if she doesn't preach on a Sunday. So I'm the uh, second string for today, but our gospel lesson is good. Matthew chapter 23. Let's stand to honor the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to the disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and to have people call them rabbi. But you're not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one father on earth. For you have one Father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Be seated, please. Let's pray together, please. We pray that the words of the gospel reading would not be closed away in our books, but find life in our hearts. That all who exalt themselves will be humbled. and Those who humble themselves will be by you, O God, exalted. This is so counterintuitive to our way that it will take your Holy Spirit to help us believe and then live into these deep truths. But we come this day trusting that you are the way and the truth and the life. And so we listen for your voice and respond. In the name of your word made flesh, Jesus our Lord, amen. Well, it's an odd task to uh, write a sermon at the last minute. Um, And it's always an odd task to preach, frankly. You ought to try it sometime. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Among the odd realities of preaching is the fact that it's never clear to me why people are here. Why are you here? I think of you all as a group on Sunday. 
in your various homes, hitting the alarm on a Sunday morning in order to be here on time, getting dressed, getting something to eat quickly, rushing everyone in the car. Come on, let's go. It's time. It's time. We're going to be late. And of course, there are protesters in the group, and I'm not going to ask you which ones are in the room right now. But you make the drive here to Grinstead in Cherokee, perhaps having a little bit of an argument on the way, noticing other people doing other things on this Sunday morning, some people going out for a jog, some people getting the newspaper and heading off to the coffee shop, others preparing to spend the whole day watching football on TV. But here you are. Maybe not voluntarily, but here you are. I think we're here. I think we're here, whether we know it or not, to make sense out of our lives, to move beyond the superficial and the cosmetic, to move beyond the self-justifying kind of religious leader kind of way of, of saying I'm better than other people, but to really get down to who am I and What's my life about? To bring our failed and flawed lives into this kind of context where God is named and where there is a sense of openness and honesty to be who we are and to trust that who we are is okay before God. This is no small task. I'm aware every week that We come into this room and we could be like the Pharisees. We could not practice what we teach. We could just go through the motions. After all, we've been taught by our culture to be masters at hiding the ball. Not really letting other people know who we are. To keep our emotions to ourselves. Keep our thoughts to ourselves. To keep the trivial things to ourselves. To keep a breath man in your pocket so nobody can smell your breath. Or to color your hair so no one knows how old you are. Or to keep our personal issues to ourselves. Especially our fears and our failures and our finitude to ourselves. And so we come in here each week. Again, whether we realize it or not. To say that there's more to us than perhaps we put on. There's more to us than perhaps we've even let ourselves know. In here we declare that beneath all of our messes and our makeup and our material possessions and our superficial morality, that there is this grace, there's this gift, there's this peace of God within us that was placed there on the day that we were born, and it acts like a kind of tracking device on an airplane. It beeps, it pings, it calls out from deep within us. In fact, for many of us, it may seem so deep within us that our lives feel like that lost Malaysian airline that landed somewhere in this world never to be found again. But still, deep within us, this beep, this ping, calls out. And what we say in this place is that the sacred, the eternal God, 
who is beyond us, hears that sacred ping from within you and me, no matter where we are in life, no matter how far we think we've fallen into the depths of the ocean, no matter how far we've wandered off to the far country, no matter what remote prison we find ourselves in, there can be a finding, a finding, a homecoming, a connecting. It's why you're here, whether you know it or not, is to make that connection each in his or her own way. And here, frankly, is where I think the church has failed us, or maybe we've just misunderstood. We've kind of presented the message as if the finding, the connecting moment, is the fix-all. As if that's the end game. That somehow God is in a, a magic elixir to all of our problems, and we've even said that Jesus dying on the cross is some miraculous changing equation that automatically will alter our personalities. This is not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is that the finding, the connection, the, the homecoming begins, begins that lifelong process of trusting this one who hears our pinging deep within and brings to us the hope that our failures and our fears can be surfaced and allowed to be a gateway for the transformation that God wants to do in us. In other words, there's no need to hide. Hiding is what we don't want to do. We want to come to God with who we are really. Don't do what the scribes and Pharisees do. They don't practice what they teach. So we are honest before God. And in a community like this, we are honest with each other. And we find what God has always had in store for us. As one of the mystics said, when you fall down, and we all fall down, when you fall down, look around, for there is where the gold is. When you fall, look around, for it's there that the gold is. I witnessed this this week while I was in Texas with my Pastor friends, I've told you about this group of six pastors who get together and each one of us try to out-talk the other five. Um, It's occupational hazard, I suppose. We call ourselves the neighborhood, and this is our 25th year of getting together. We are... um, we, lo- we always go to the same place between... Uh, you know where it is, between Burkett and Cross Plains, Texas. It's been the same six guys for 25 years. Kyle, one of my dear, dear friends for over 30 years, has been here many times. Uh, a beautiful man who uh, preached my installation service here at Highland many years ago. Kyle began to talk about his home and his upbringing. We'd heard bits and pieces of this before. We'd been with Kyle all these years. We walked with him as first his mother and then his father passed away. But for some reason, on Thursday night, something allowed Kyle 
to talk more deeply about the challenges of his life, the, the dysfunctions of his family and the, the dynamics and the, uh, uh, the, the roles that each one of them played in the family that created shadows in Kyle. Shadows. Which can cover over the light and make him be a person that he does not want to be under God. It was an unbelievable deep revealing. And of course him talking prompted all of us in our minds to think about the shadows in our own lives and the journeys that we'd each taken. And as Kyle talked, it was as if you could begin to almost audibly hear this faint pinging deep within him. And there was a sense of the presence which came around us as if it heard and responded and came to us and connected with him. It felt like a kind of homecoming. And it felt as if something lifted up every one of his fears and failures and shadows up into those everlasting arms and redeemed it. Redeemed it. Someone said, man, you guys missed the first half of the UofL Florida State game, which was, of course, the only good half of the game. (laughs) And we could have cared less because we were on holy ground. When it was over, I kind of teased, scolded him. I said, Kyle, man, we've been friends for 25 years, and I'm just now hearing this? He said, well, maybe I wasn't ready to name it before. Or maybe y'all just weren't ready to hear it. Ping, ping. From deep within, that sacredness within you calls out for God. And in this place, we say, God hears God responds. God is reaching out to you. We had church there amidst the West Texas cactus and mesquite trees, and it was as sacred as any cathedral could have possibly been. Later that night, someone mentioned that Sunday, today, was going to be All Saints Sunday, and it was Kyle who reminded us. Now, brothers, don't forget that in the Bible, saint is always In the plural, never in the singular. Always saints, not saint. We don't go off individually as spiritual heroes and try to achieve through our own personal grit to be saintly. Rather, we are saints in community. We are saints as a believing community that says, don't waste the moment when you fall to the ground. Look around, for that's where the gold is. For here's the community that points to this Jesus who says, Behold, behold, look, I'm making all things new. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. May these words, O God, find a home in each heart. 
that together our individual and collective pings might rise up to you and connect with your divine heart of love. To you now be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen.